0: Welcome to uh, our Dark Phase Radio Twitch with another episode of Signal Black where we'll be talking about Chronicles of Darkness and in particular we'll be talking about Promethean the Created. Uh, let me bring up my show notes so we've got everything here. So I've got so many screens going on, it's quite frankly chaotic. So yes, yeah, so welcome to Signal Black, a Darker Days series introducing and exploring the numerous Chronicles of Darkness 2nd edition game settings, currently developed by Onyx Path Publishing. In this series, we're the hosts of Darker Days Radio, alongside some guests from Onyx, who are Onyx Path writers, developers, freelancers, etc., we'll discuss the settings and basic mechanics of each game, highlight the types of characters you can play, and essentially what you can ex- what your role playing experience can be uh, as you explore the game setting. So I'm running the regular host Chris and I'm joined by Crystal. Hello. And I'm joined by Chick, aka Bryce. Howdy. And our guest today is Cattriel Page and I hope I've pronounced that correctly. I should have checked beforehand. <laughs> It's Catriel, You got it correct the
1: first time. Excellent.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so yes, we're going to be talking about Promethean the Created. But before we dive into that, uh, Catriel, would you like to just give a brief you know introduction to yourself? Uh, you know your what things you've worked on and um, and and you know essentially other things that are gaming related that people might find quite interesting.
1: Night Horrors, The Tormented, which is the antagonist book for Promethean in the Night Horrors line, was the first assignment I had as a freelancer with Onyx Path. So I have sort of that emotional connection to Promethean, but I've also worked on other Onyx Path licenses, uh, like Dystopia Rising and other games before. Um, I will also occasionally put things up on DM's Guild and Storyteller's Vault, things that sometimes there's just those ideas that stick in your head and for example will not it's kind of like if you have a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out unless you tell it to somebody else or sing it yeah. that's kind of what i use that for um but i greatly enjoyed writing for promethean so i'm looking forward to talking about it today
0: brilliant cool that's i i can't remember if I, I have actually looked at night horrors second edition um there's just so many books uh it's mostly one I really need to delve into some more and mostly will do after at some point after this episode I'll uh, grab it and go through there and see what terrifying monsters are in there to scare the living daylights out of players um brilliant So, uh, with that introduction done, uh, let's kick things off as always. We're going to do a five-minute kind of sales pitch of what is Promethean the Created. Like, what is the game about, what kind of... uh, And what really sets it apart maybe from the other uh, Chronicles of Darkness games there are, and other RPGs in general. So, who wants to dive into this sales pitch about what this game is? Right,
2: So, Promethean The Created is a game about becoming a person, becoming a human, and learning what it means to be a person and be a human uh, in a world that does not care for you. You are anathema, you are not a thing that was born, you are a thing that was created, thus the title. It's very clever that way. Um, It's also a game about the alchemy of the body and the soul, and how you can use one to transform something into the other. Uh, You aren't created with a soul. You're created with something that functions like a soul, but is definitely not. And that is why you're feared and and hated by others. So you learn to overcome this and grow as an individual. And so, yeah, it's it's different from a lot of games in that or a lot of role-playing games, rather, in that there is a very not defined... Path, but there's an end game in sight from the very beginning.
1: The end sight is doable. The end the end game is very readily accomplishable, if that makes any sense. It's not a this end game is present um, in the same line as say the vampiric Alconda within World of Darkness. It's not this exists possibly. It's very defined in the sense of you can actually accomplish the end game
0: yeah for certain i think that's what really i think that is what sets it apart and i think in when it appeared both in first edition you know when it first landed with first edition i think that's what really set it apart from any of the other games because you know vampire the requiem is there an end game? I guess there is, if it is being a overly dramatic, melancholy bloodsucker until the end of time who gets bored of everything and the ennui of being of your existence. And werewolf does that have an end game? Maybe in the establishment of your pack, but I mean there's also the fact that likely you're going to grow old and someone's going to move in on your turf. And for mages, I guess there's kind of an endgame if you could ascend to the supernal Realms, but that's pretty heady very stuff.
1: Big. Yeah, that's very vague and heavy, and it might not happen. There's really yeah. no
0: time but, posting for it. But becoming a human, becoming a human, is quite a, you know, that's an end game that we can all... Understand because that's basically becoming us. So it's easy to understand and define in that way. Um, I mean, the other interesting thing about Promethean the Created, we should say, is that it doesn't really have a... We can say, because we've compared, like, Vampire and Mage, and we'll mostly make comparisons with the other ones, but uh, Promethean Created does not have an analogue to it from the classic World of Darkness. Um yeah. Which immediately is uh, a selling point um I think and it was I one think... of the first
3: that didn't have a tie-in yeah
0: the first yeah because it was the fourth game that came out because it came out after mage and then after it came changeling yeah. um but yeah uh, i mean and essentially yeah you're playing created beings so what that means is you're Playing Frankenstein type, yeah, you know, Frankenstein's monsters type entities, but not just that. That's a that's a very um, easy to grab reference point in media. But there do, are. Do we want resources. to
2: get in? Do we want to get into what you play?
0: I think we can. I think have we. Co- I think we. I think Chiki gave a pretty good overview of what it's about. It's about trying to become human, and you you're basically a vessel for the this crucible within which this this alchemy is going to occur. So yeah, what what can we play? Who wants to delve into what we can play? Because the, oh, again you, there's you, some You were going pretty strong. i oh, okay, go with okay, it. Right, right, okay, right. So <laughs> um so in Promethean you are playing beings that have been put together. And I use put together in the sense of you be you can just be a singular body that's an alchemist, um has worked upon to create through alchemical processor uh, reanimation or or other Prometheans, we'll get onto that, can also make more Prometheans. And you can also be made from lots of pieces of bodies, so the classic stitched together kind of scent. Um, but the idea that you are playing Frankenstein's monster is a very, that's a very that is one one type of thing you can play, and that those type of things we call lineages in this. So Frankenstein's Monster is tied to the uh, it's tied to like the element of like lightning and and fire in that sense, and they're tied to particular humor in this case, it's the yellow bile, and yeah, you're you're kind of misshapen in that sense or at least that's kind of generally the the idea and you'll stitch together from numerous bodies. So lineages represent a kind of a, a thematic form of created being. But there's other ones as well. We have the did I not list them all down here? I did yeah. not I didn't they're, they're so, under oh, yeah, they're, so there's the Olgan which Uh, they've been torn apart... They were torn apart and repatched together in a different way because it's something to do with patching together uh, bits of souls to create something that's not quite a soul but will be. Um, Their lineage represents or is tied to... Am I right in saying it was Siberian
3: folklore?
0: I can't quite remember.
1: Specifically Siberian shamanism, I think, was the inspiration. Yes.
0: And... Uh, and so they're tied to the, uh, let's just say, kind of like in that classic kind of eastern, um, eastern like uh, faith systems, the kind of fifth element, as it were, the the void, nothing, nothingness, or or something ephemeral. So they're the 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 group, they're the 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 lineage which has an affinity for dealing with things that are spirit based or ephemeral beings. Then we have and, and their their humour is ectoplasm, which makes sense. Um then we've got the Tammuz, which are related to that have um their their humour is the black bile. And Tamas relates back to a uh the the myth of the golem which comes from um so Tamas is a is in um is in biblical legends, folklore, um, and is essentially a being that was put into the earth and they came back out. So they kind of, is it a golem made of just purely of mud or was it in the, the interpretation of this, it was a person that was buried that came back to life?
1: It yeah. depends on which interpretation you're yeah. reading. In Jewish folklore, there's a story of the golem of Prague, which yeah. is specifically all clay, Yeah. Uh, that has the writing of one of the names of god um which is the other sort of story that you might hear um as an inspiration of the Tammuz is, is the golem of prague yeah and well, yeah just, they're very
0: just, earth-based as well let's just uh, just say the, t- the element is earth
1: yes
2: just to uh just to toss something in here they're they're clay-based yeah but so according to the the, the hebrew bible so are people yes. that's 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 why that's why golems are made of clay
1: yeah yeah It's of using that sort of earth. And that ties into, essentially, the habit of using puns everywhere. Because the word Adam meant... First. dust. yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Then we have the Sirens, who are the uh, phlegmatic uh, uh, humour. And so, Siren, Osiris. Osiris, of course, if you you know your uh, Egyptian uh, myths, uh, they... He was torn apart by Set into 13 pieces and 12 of which were stitched back together by Isis and the other part was missing and so Osiris and his part, the pieces, were cast into the Nile so obviously therefore you have uh, the idea of golems, uh, not golems, of, of Prometheans that are tied to the element of water. Uh, which we'll get into with how that relates to everything to do with Geist the Sinita because there's so much crossover potential oh. there. Uh, Galateids is the Greek myth of Galatea who uh, was a statue carved and brought to life uh, and Galateans or Galateids are the humour of blood and tied to the element of air. And then in Prometheus 2nd edition we get a few extra bits which are because second edition refines i use the word refine pun intended when we get on to that bit <laughs> but refines um obviously all the content from first edition and we get a few other things so we've got the unfleshed which are tied to the humor of oil so the unfleshed is basically your T, T- you know your t800 arnie terminator androids robotics uh Data, etc. etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, I mean, even if you look at some, if you go into like Greek myth, I think there are also examples of, you could say there's also examples of beings that were metallic like that that came to life. So isn't there like the, oh, what's one in the film Jason and the Argonauts, the big Talos, who is a mechanical being um though obviously gargantuan but you could use the same kind of point of reference for that then so those are your kind of your types So think of it as clan essentially it's the th- theme it gives you some inherent benefits which they're very good at um there's another one which we've not got listed on there and i can't remember how well it's covered in second edition but you've got like the the um the nuclear the, ones the nuclear oh, ones which i freaking yeah. love the nu- the nuclear ones so again the idea of re- of the power of of the of the atom uh being infused into beings and reanimating them and and creating yes. monsters you see a little
1: bit more of that in the night horrors book uh, simply cool. because of how they are created
0: yeah <laughs> it's pretty horrific um, it's pretty horrific yeah uh, anyone want to jump in on er- any other points that's interesting about any of these, ref- uh, any of these li- about these lineages? What makes them interesting, or what maybe you've got favourites?
1: I really like how so each lineage has its own things that it's good at, and it has slight drawbacks to them. And one of the drawbacks for the Galateans specifically is that they. Mimic, I don't want to say that they mimic people, but they're really good because they're they use the doll motif, the statue motif. They like being around people, and one of the drawbacks is that one of the drawbacks can be that they have to be within range of hearing someone else's voice, okay, (laughs) to be able to rest, which is an interesting thing. Uh, makes for great road trip scenes. But it's just kind of like, oh, it's <laughs> thematically appropriate. The lineages have their own theme to it, but there's always that sort of media inspiration. And with the Galateids, is you have the dolls with the statues. Yeah, that so works really nicely. Yeah, the theme is much tighter in Promethean, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think, and I think that's definitely something we should, with regard to theme being a lot tighter. I think Second Edition obviously tightens a lot of the, the game. Themes and moods and the goals of it, um, and lays things out a bit more concretely yes. rather than so abstractly. Um, I think the the we'll get into that as well a bit later. Um, okay, so that's kind of the type of things you can play in the sense of how you've been created. You can play Prometheans that have no specific lineage. Uh, you know, alchemists, demiurges have numerous ways of creating Prometheans, alchemical processes that they discover, and so they can create Prometheans that may mix and match certain things together. So what we'll move on to then next is refinements, because these are not really um, like covenants, Uh, they're certainly not like, they may be a little bit like tribes in Werewolf, the Forsaken, and perhaps maybe a little bit like the paths in Mage: The Awakening, but the, these are really definitely philosophical paths. They're not they're not um, political factions that you would you would um, you would join. And you may be on one of these refinements, but you may not even know you may not know by name that you're on this refinement. So when we say, "Oh, I'm on the refinement which is called um, Ferrum, Your character is on that, but they may not ever vocalise and say, I'm on the refinement or pheromone. They may not even say the word refinement. They just inherently know they're on this philosophical path that leads them somehow down their pilgrimage closer to the new dawn, which is becoming human.
2: Have we defined Pilgrimage?
3: Um, no, we, one, no we haven't. Yeah, this is actually pretty important. We should it's, mention.
2: It's a, right it's, yeah, it's a it's a fairly fairly important part <laughs> of the game. So the game is about becoming a person, right? Uh, you don't just do that by sitting around and eating Doritos and watching you know Netflix or anything. There there are steps that every Promethean well every every Promethean has steps that they need to take to become a human. It's not always the same steps for every for every. Person or every one of the created, but the path that they that they go down to become human is referred to as the pilgrimage. Yeah, that's that's basically it. There's 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 steps along the way that they have to do, and they themselves might not know consciously that these are things that they have to do, but in their little heart of hearts, they know, hey, I have to, I have to do this. This is something that I just have to do.
1: There's some pull, yeah. There's some pull toward the pilgrimage, and the the steps are actually pretty well defined for endgame game steps, but obviously their storyteller um, kind of support of how exactly they can look to that individual Promethean.
0: Yeah so what refinements do we have We've and so five of these are the kind of the ones which Prometheans can you know follow without have, needing to be instructed and inducted into them because they're essentially, just a way of thinking, and you conclude this is how you want to proceed with your existence and the way you will, you know, you believe leads you to becoming human, or at least leads you down your pilgrimage. Uh, so there's Aurum, which is the path of gold, which is basically to become human. Try and be human, you know, even if that means you don't quite understand what you're, why you're doing it. You feel that. Performing certain actions like regular people will mean you become more human. It's the fake it until you make it process. Uh,
2: I, I, I I had a different take on that one. I had a different um, take,
1: yeah, because some of the some of the refinements, if you if you put it that way, are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, Aurum is by by making friends by seeing a yeah. different array of people.
2: Yeah, o- Aurum is becoming a human by interacting with. Humans.
0: With humans. <laughs> yeah, but by by interacting with humans then you'll understand better what things to do to fit in with them. Whether right. you understand it's, it's those
1: true. things or not is another yeah. matter.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, um, yeah. And you could argue one of the other refinements is a refinement of that, which is Vosphorum, which is make it what you make it. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. then there's cuprum, which is copper. Which is to become more human through self improvement and seclusion. So that's that's interesting in the sense that in some respects you're focusing quite a bit on the on what you more internally, as in that you can only become human by improving your body, by improving your soul or or your men or how you think. But you can't be you can't be distracted from people, right? So,
2: Kupram as as I read it was um, focusing on your place as a human in nature.
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
2: not 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 by the the other examples that you gave because those are actually coming up.
0: Okay, right. <laughs> that's that's why it's important to go through these cuz yeah. a lot, I feel some things in second edition have become a lot more specific. Uh, I, think, it's,
1: I, I was actually about to say each refinement in second edition has some sample roles in that refinement and i believe it's about three each two or three each and that actually does help because not only would a promethean maybe not necessarily know the name of the refinement but they would know essentially what the archetype of the role is yeah. like soldier is a role yeah so it's a little bit more easy to understand what the refinements are through those roles uh, both for the storyteller, player, and for the character that you have.
3: I, I see them as more like the individuals who choose to like live off the grid. Um, to yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, survivalists and well, well, stuff like that. Hermits, not, not, <laughs> hermits.
2: Not, not survival. I mean, yes, survivalists well, also, most, but... Both yeah. actually
1: fall under that refinement. Yeah, yeah. Like it depends on how you go back to the roles. And that's why I was mentioning the roles, is the roles really help with how these can present
2: but there might be somebody who's much
1: more of a hermit but then there's also somebody who might be more of a survivalist and you know c- kind of goes in a different direction that's with it. it
0: and then the next one is ferrum which is iron which is what then
2: <laughs> that, that is uh, where you focus on the physical body
3: that's what yeah, you, you try to body, yeah.
2: you, I'm pretty sure this is a pumping iron
3: Adonis <laughs>
2: cuz they're they're ferum which is yeah. iron and they're trying to get you know they're working on their physical form so it's definitely a pumping iron but no one's denying it so I must be right all right
0: Well, <laughs> oh, yes yeah, you it. can that may, but i guess the the analogy there with iron is also <laughs> the fact that is you know you how do you get from iron to you know to making things like steel and so forth yes. you know your right, your you're hammering it to change the you're the fortunate. content of it. You're forging it. You're you're manipulating it, and that is a very physical process. Um, whereas I would say with cuprum, I mean, I guess that's that's a less physical. Maybe it's considered less physical because you're existing in the world around you, and it's changing. Like, could you say with like copper? It's you know, copper has an oxidized surface that only gets when it sits. In situ, I don't know. That's
1: actually what I think of when I think of copper and copper. I think of copper as a conduit, and I think of mm. oxidation. So I think of that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Where if you leave it, it's a path to other paths, but it's also like if you just leave it for a while, is that meditation aspect of yeah. the oxidation process? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh, so ferum in that sense then is fairly obvious what it's about. Strength. Yeah. Of, of physical strength. Physical physical body, physical form, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so then we've got Plumbum, which is lead. Lead. Uh, lead so yeah. this is <laughs> to become human by learning about Prometheans in general. So how is that? How do we. How can we be more specific about that?
1: This is. I believe in second they actually say that this is not so much the default, so much as kind of the easiest one for people to start with, because. Learning about other Prometheans, the character might be wanting to learn more about themselves in their own condition. Uh, there is an analogue to this in other game lines, but it, it's the easiest and the hardest. Um, because out of the game lines, Prometheans relatively are rare if you're running a crossover campaign. Yeah. So how do you learn about Promethean, that's Promethean condition? Well, that means you have to find them. Good luck. <laughs> um so it's it's a little bit easy to get into as a player and run this as a storyteller but in terms of are you going to encounter other prometheans on the way maybe not okay well how then will you learn about other prometheans yourself uh be self-reflective maybe it's it's a very interesting refinement the way that it's presented in the book
0: yeah and it's also the most variable based on the narrative (laughs) It also says like you know the the things that they get up to is not just about learning about other prometheans yeah. and their their path their pilgrimage but also leaving behind what you've learned so others can learn from you so right. it's but yeah I guess it is the easiest one to to f- to fall into for any promethean naturally because it's once I, I it guess
1: I guess So
0: it's e- it's e- that's why it's why it's lead because lead is yeah. pretty much the most is the most stable element there is because everything yes you know coalesces upon being lead. Um, okay, and then we've got stannum, which is the path the, of hatred. The path of hatred. So this is kind <laughs> of about understanding. Is, is this about understanding that life is pain? Is this um, the,
2: no. That's not how I read it. Um, it yeah. It's more about giving into your torment.
1: It's giving into that destructive impulse. Because yeah. Because the, the inner fire that animates Prometheans can go either way, right? It's the creative fire, but also it's the destructive fire. Mm. And emotion is still like anger is still an emotion. Yeah. So it's still teaching you things, but you're definitely kind of doing the dark path of hate, anger, and what it can teach you.
0: And, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, it's part of the human condition is, you know, emotion. Despair, anger, yeah. And raw anger, yes. So, you know, kind of, I guess it's kind of like that thing of, you know, while you may, it could be easy for a Promethean to go, these emotions and this anger is what makes me a monster. But that would be denying, the and then trying to deny, deny yourself that, but then realizing that by denying that, you're also kind of denying elements of yourself already, which are actually quite human, that you do have, you know, rages, you do feel pain and torment in that sense, and just as regular people do, so um, understanding that so does help you understand people.
2: My, my, my take on these less to plumbum and stanum is that they are not ones that most prometheans will start on they're ones that a promethean who starts on arum or Cuprum or ferrum fall to when they don't make much progress one is when they fall and they get depressed about it they're upset that they didn't make very much progress they fall to lead one is where they don't make progress and they get pissed about it stamp. <laughs> I could be read like that. Could just be my interpretation of I it. A, I have
1: a different take, and some of it is just more because of second edition. If you stop and if you if you are in a role for too long, any role on any refinement, it's a problem. You have to keep moving. So I think that's how they addressed it. <laughs> mm. So I think some of that might be personal interpretation and kind of where that chronicle is going. It could definitely be presented as they are sort of falling back in a way. And you could definitely run it like that. And that's yeah. an
0: interesting point actually, that that characters don't stay in the on the refinement. Yeah, the idea is that you don't just stay on one refinement, you will You don't stay on the one the entire time. You will yes, between not. them. Which is again quite interesting when you compare to other game lines where you know you generally your character might well just stay there a carthian and they're going to be a carthian until they get kicked out and they hunger for more power and go screw it and they become a capitalist and join the uh, invictus um right so I, go on Crystal, oh, sorry. I, I was gonna
3: say i kind of like how um it's it you are meant to be jumping around because it ties into the whole al- alchemical theme too yeah um by playing around with all of the elements and stuff like that
0: yeah Okay, so then there's these complex refinements, which are the ones that require some instruction and tutelage. What do we have here? So we've got uh, we've got, AS, yeah, AS, yeah, which is the refinement of bronze. Which, again, it makes sense why it's a co- more complicated one because bronze is an alloy of uh, of of two other elements. So what are we doing here? We are We're helping other
2: Prometheans...
1: Yeah,
0: yep. which we're helping others. So this which is, is why it's
1: an alloy. Yeah. Um it's very much a support refinement in the sense of you're helping other Prometheans or even just helping others in general. Um maybe for crossover games, there's some potential there, but it's very much, yeah, you're you're helping other Prometheans as well.
0: And that's why they, they have the, the, the other title of they're the sentries, so the ones that look out look yes. after others and look out. Everyone others. else. Yes. Okay, and then we've got Argentum, which is as has been highlighted. It's this is the crossover one. This is the crossover. Of all the other ones, out of all the refinements,
1: this is the easiest to crossover. Yes.
0: This, this is basically I'm a monster, and how much? How do I understand my existence? I understand it by understanding other monsters out there, and understanding how most how they're not human anymore, or barely human or changed from being a human or if they are mages how they're more than human um and you know that that's that's a really that the reason why this is cool is because then you can get those really deep philosophical arguments between a promethean and especially with with thing with other characters like changelings whose souls are you know a shadow of their former selves with sunitas who who have a you know a hitchhiker along for the ride with them, or uh, or for vampires who have clearly have a, what I like to think is is a desiccated soul because they still have a soul of sorts, but it's it's uh, mm. not as uh, not burning brightly as it were.
1: Yeah. It's almost physical in a way, like it's there, but it's like a husk of what it was. Yeah. So,
0: oh, that's that's it. It's clearly curiosity and and the one that wants to. You know, interact with other groups and learn about yeah. what it means to be a monster. I also think they're the ones that mostly might look at beasts and start thinking, "I really freaking hate you," because um, <laughs> because beasts are all about like oh, be, you know, when they try to be friendly with other. Other, other splats is like, oh be the monster and it's like, I don't know, I d I don't know. Maybe they maybe a Promethean would like that and maybe they wouldn't. It kind of feels anathema to the, the pilgrimage. Um then we've got Cobalus, so Cobalt. Um so this is about uh what? This is become more human by studying how your disquiet affects other humans and this, this really- is
1: very much the study of disquiet which yeah. is a whole other thing because disquiet is how a Promethean affects their environment and the people around them.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an ex, it's a kind of a uh, it it's that uncanny valley kind of reaction that humans have to Prometheans. But it
1: this entire split this entire game run is uncanny valley the game, which yes. is amazing. Yes, that's exactly what disquiet is, and
0: it manifests again depending upon the type of Promethean you are that disquiet will manifest in different ways in people Uh, and if you stay in one place too long disquiet grows and essentially taints where you are and the people around you and creates what's called the wasteland so these on this refinement is understanding why humans feel disquiet why it occurs and essentially understanding why Prometheans feel not part of the world, why people think Prometheans don't fit in the world, because if you understand that connection, then you understand how to become part of the world and blend in, essentially. Um so that's fun. Uh then we've got Mercurius, So this is the refinement of Quicksilver and of Pyrus. So this is really about understanding on a very
1: uh, in a very This
2: this is the spiritual one. one.
1: Yeah. This is it, the more spiritual one. Yeah, because you're studying you're studying Pyrus, which is yeah. the, the the creative spark. Yeah. Um, so it gets it's a little bit more philosophical. Um, I really enjoy that one, <laughs> but that's me personally.
0: It's really into the philosophy of alchemy, isn't it? And how yes, that yes. relates to the soul, uh, yeah. what the world's relationship is with the divine fire, why the quash uh, Quashmalen Hush-me-ling. Hush-me-ling, come yeah. to the world with their missions. We'll get into what they are. Um, and really, you know, what is the point of... I guess it's really what? why do Prometheans even exist? Because, I mean, sure, okay, there are other beings you could say in the world in the Chronicles of Darkness which are similar-ish to Prometheans. But why are Prometheans what they are? Why Why? does the Divine Fire speak to them? Why are they these entities that are powered by it? Um, yeah, that's... uh There's again... some
1: interesting crossover potential here, oh, specifically yes. with um, Changeling or uh, Demon as well.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, depending of course.
1: on how the storyteller is like, well, it's Divine Fire. Is it Divine? I that's think there's the a
0: story. hell of a lot of a crossover between yeah. them and uh, Mummy. Uh, when you Yes, there's Mummy the also has a
1: like, Big crossover potential here as well, um, but Pyros is—I kind of describe it as the uh, that spark.
0: Yeah,
1: because um, okay. whether or not it's classed as like. Divine in the Chronicles of Darkness is very much up to the storyteller.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Then, <laughs> God, we're we're gonna have to move a little bit quicker on on the after because <laughs> we're oh, really no, we're getting edge. into this stuff deep. Yeah. Okay. So the last refinement we've got yeah. is phosphorum, which is the refinement of phosphorus. So this they uh, or ephemerality. Uh, so this is they're also called the light bringers. So what's this about? This is a.
2: So this is the fake it till you make it. This is the fake
1: it till you make it one. <laughs> this, is,
2: this is go out there, go big, go hard, go strong, try everything all at once, all the time. Wow. Take take all the pleasure in life and get through that path.
1: Cool. Experience everything, which is really interesting.
2: Or burn out. And, or you know, burn out. Yeah. yeah. You know, both, both, yeah I, either get there fast or get there not at all and leave a horrible disfigured corpse on the side of the road.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so that's some refinements. Al- al- in this as well, there's another thing you can add in, which are the uh, Athanors, which are these kind of objects which can help you along your pilgrimage. They contain uh, the like memories and feelings and emotions, and essentially can act as kind of a mentor, but from someone in history or from range.
2: It's a holocron.
0: It's a holocron. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's a holocron. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but that's kind of cool, because also, as part of your pilgrimage, you could create one of these. Um, and that's that's kind of cool. Um, you can also do it in a negative way, can't you? You could actually pour all your pain and hate and, and anguish into it, which is... It's a, a Sith holocron. A Sith holocron. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's a good you know point of reference. Okay, so... We have a sense of what we are, but what can we do in the game? So what makes Prometheans quite different to say werewolves and so forth? What what?
1: it's, it's worth noting here, got? I'm gonna jump slightly ahead. It's worth noting here that as we were talking about refinements in the path of this character trying to become human, you don't use the mortal sheet. No. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. You, you
0: you you don't start off as a human and apply a template. Yeah. You you build you just build. The character as you right. as you want and as a Promethean from the start, uh, and that's that offers some different flexibility um, to your character. I mean, you don't have to think about that life path, as it were, to your character and why they got embraced or why did they awaken or why did one of the True Fae steal them away. Um, other things like Prometheans are pretty hard to kill, aren't they? They're like they're really yes. tough. <laughs> they're
1: really tough. They, their endurance is. I believe when I was when I was first writing um, for Night horrors that was actually a point of Prometheans can be killed but it really depends on who they're facing and how many people are they can get killed by a mob but if you're down to one to one no they're extremely hard to kill yeah um, so it's it's kind of fun to play a character like that of physically you can be really strong and endure so much
0: and even death is not that straightforward no. for them no so, no it's so not they 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 wake up on the banks of of the rivers in the underworld right and journey back with us all or at least that was in first edition i remember that
1: second i think they left it open um i've also seen people do it as crossovers where if there was a character death then they bring in promethean that way of mm. somebody may have used their corpse or something yeah that
0: makes sense that nice. definitely <laughs> makes sense that's really cool um, uh, yeah, so they're pretty yeah. hard to kill. They 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 can, like, regenerate quite easily. They can regenerate, yeah. Um, from like, And that's when they get empowered by, like, lightning or fire or mm-hmm. the relevant elements, I believe. I remember that from first edition. Again, I know
1: lightning I was a big one. I know um, it used to be, and I have to look to see if this is second edition, it used to be that you could... A Promethean could attempt to do certain things at risk of causing a firestorm or a wasteland. But the bright side of those, as horrible as those are, is that you can regenerate and gain more power. So there's some fun things of like, how much do I want to risk? And does this clear some condition or some situation that I I might need this for? But that's that's, that's very, very that's
0: very thematic because obviously that that represents that you're going to have to get that crucible hot enough right. to get right. all the impurities out to to refine it to the next. But stage. if
1: you get it too hot,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, in other words, you know, all the all the um all the analogies to chemistry and and so forth are, are built into into the not into the mechanics, into which I mechanics, agree. Yeah. <laughs> So as you're building your character, you're going to be picking their refinement. You'll be picking um, their lineage. And as you do that, you then get to the Elpis and their Torment. So these are essentially the same as... These take the place of Virtue and Vice. And essentially, what what is the thing that ma- draws you to wanting to be human? What is it about humans that you you cover? What, what is it that you go, I... I want that that's what I want to feel or enjoy and draws you on the pilgrimage whereas the torment is the opposite of that and the thing that distracts you or or, or scares you off and you know diverts you off the pilgrimage. So those essentially are your virtue and vice there that you know they're going to be the things that's going to help you get back your willpower in the game uh, etc. Then you've got Bestowments, so these are the inherent abilities based upon your lineage, and so they are very... they're not powered by Pyros, they are essentially an inherent part of how you were created, and so again, each lineage has two Bestowments you can
1: pick the powers between. They're they're fairly static, yes, Uh, so they are based on sort of a consequence of how the Promethean was created. Yeah.
0: And then we the, the next thing in your character creation, once you've, you've picked your bestowments, is you're going to be picking, based upon your refinement, uh, you're going to be picking your transmutations. So these are the, the cool powers point that we get to, um, because each transmutation grant, you, you've got transmutations and you've got alembics within that. So how does that work? What's that structure of powers?
1: it's a little bit slightly more complicated in second edition because you're expected to move across refinements yeah where transmutation is often dynamic that um you can have the different ones but you can also once you've mastered a certain amount of them you can kind of make them more static or permanently have them so if you cross refinements you still have those abilities um I cannot remember, unfortunately, the difference between an individual Alembic and the transmutation. But I know um, that there's that processing them so that they stick in, essentially, what is the Promethean's working memory. Um, So you keep them as you move across refinements, instead of losing them completely.
0: Yeah, so in other words, I think you can only learn Alembics while you're on a particular... I think refinement. so. Yeah. And if you swap over, then you're know, you're gonna start learning different. Uh, Unless you
1: calcify them, and that's a yeah. that's kind of talking about that that you you would have to make the effort to calcify them.
0: Uh, and um. you don't have to learn them in a linear way, no. um, yeah. which is which is nice. That means it is really about. And that again, I guess that really represents the fact that it is that kind of like chemistry that you're you're jumping between refinements. You're learning something new that you add to your your soul as it were
1: there's there's that thematic version of experimentation yeah and your journey is what's important because you're expected to move around
0: yes yeah but that means there's there's a lot of opportunity to make characters that feel quite different depending upon how you've collected those powers and how you use them together which is i like that's that's fun that's um rather than being like oh i'm i'm just gonna have to go up the ranks of of a discipline, or um, I mean, it's it's not as freeform as mage, but then that's mages, you know, shtick. But then, obviously, the upside of mages having lots of freeform, the downside is they're still only human. Whereas a Promethean may not have the whole bag of tricks, but you know, you you can throw a car at them and they'll get up and still you know beat you to a bloody pulp um, with the car with the car in fact <laughs> yeah. with the car. Uh, so i think to wrap up then let's think about what we can explore like what within the big theme of the game um, about what this is because i mean ultimately we're playing created beings that want that normally want to become human but then
1: the collapse. Yeah, I'm actually going to collapse a couple of these in the notes, because the first note is about, um, Promethean is about becoming human, but what happens if the character decides becoming human is, a, is not worthwhile to them, yeah. for whatever reason. Um, and that's where you get things like the Pandorans or the Sentimani. Yeah. Um, of Pr- Sentimani or Prometheans have given themselves to the flux and, and change and chaos, but with Prometheans, yeah, what happens if they're like, i 'm not human and
2: I'm
1: do okay I maybe I'm o- maybe I become okay with that or maybe I'm enjoying this crisis of what passes for faith of do I want to be human anymore that's where those kind of can be explored really well with that
0: I think that's a really good topic within a game because <laughs> this ties back to the whole thing of like you know sometimes the worst monsters in Chronicles of Darkness and in World of Darkness, the worst monsters are humans. It's not. It's not the vampires. It's not the 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 werewolves. The worst monsters are regular humans doing horrible things. Not because they're cursed. Not because of some other thing. Not because they have some taint within them. It's just because they're horrible people. And that's that's a potentially you know coming to that how you deal with that thought process as a as a thing as a as a as an entity that was wanting to become human is a really interesting kind of philosophical point to role play
1: around right um and you can have stories in which yeah like where an entire town can go against promethean or the entire town ends up um sort of destroying itself, Not this is, some of it might be due to the Promethean disquiet, but a lot of it might just be aggravating what's already there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, petty rivalries, and, and spite, and fear, and that's just, that theme ongoing is, you know, humans sometimes are the worst monsters. How do you deal with it? Um, well, I guess
0: that gets us to how the place is, sure is the road <laughs> trip, right? <Yeah>. Um, so... <laughs> As putting this, it's like, you know, it's the Incredible Hulk TV series and also, like, animated cartoon series where, you know, the Hulk... You know, Bruce Banner goes somewhere, does good things for some reason. Yeah. Someone's yeah. being an ass. He gets angry about it, lashes out, and then can't stay because, you know, he's being hunted by, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, Ross or some other group. But that's the point, you know, it's... You can't stay... You can do something somewhere and do some good, perhaps, but you're always going to have to move on.
1: Right. Um, the media inspiration is, like, Western-style shows or movies, of the stranger who comes into town, mm-hmm. right? Supernatural is a very good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found in the X-Files, same idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's I funny think... you
0: mentioned... Sorry, I'll, I'll just jump in quickly. It's funny you mentioned <laughs> yeah. Supernatural because there's a really good episode... Uh, I think it's even season one where they have a a Frankenstein monster type entity, and they when fighting against it they realize uh, I think they find they find its journal because it's stealing organs from people to improve to to um, to repair its body and the realization there's nothing supernatural about it. It's all just misunderstood or not well understood kind of science. And if you watch that episode, it's great. They never go back to they only go back to it once about that idea and never come back to it again. And I was like, Yeah, it was like, that's such a wasted opportunity. Anyway, Crystal. Um,
3: So I was going to say that Promethean lends itself well to being like a one player game or like a very small chronicle where you only Mm -hmm. have like two players, maybe three. Um, Because there's a lot of, like, self-exploration that you can do um, with the characters built already into the game and that um, uh, you don't have to have other players or or a big group involved in order to explore some of those things because of the fact that Prometheans are really hard to kill and um, they do have some inherent strength and stuff like that about them just due to the nature of what they are um so it lends itself very well to being a smaller game
0: does it also i think it also potentially lends itself well to a game where you have a promethean character but the rest of the characters are rotating kind of not rotating cast but it's a a different cast each week as it were like you're in a new town you're playing the only people who are the people that help it or require the help of the Promethean. And then the tragedy is ultimately those player characters mostly end up going, we hate you because of the disquiet, but you go through that process each time and see how many iterations of it and and variations you can get. and then But that also means each week you could go, hey, I'm going to play a vampire this week because the Promethean meets a vampire when they end up in one city, and next week they go, oh, it's the werewolf. So it gives you that Mm -hmm. kind of... um, what would I say? It kind of feels like an anthology, but also like an ensemble at the same time.
3: Yeah. It's if it, it's more like an anthology where you're yeah. following
1: a character through different sort of scenarios. And hmm. you can follow a couple of characters. Like it, you could easily have a Promethean and a mage character going to town. Like it's, it's a, it's very much a smaller group or an ensemble cast in the sense of you have an, anth- an anthology that changes um not ensemble as in a large main cast but just in kind of in terms of how you what you encounter can change so and different. it can also
3: be that um like players who want to play promethean only come in when they're needed yeah. and go off on their own and then the player can play something else too it's mm-hmm. very easy to do
0: that for me. yeah oh. yes.
1: <laughs>
0: that's really interesting and uh, i I've seen the show notes. Someone mentioned uh, Silent Hill style stories. I'm interested in that because, like, Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: because of the emphasis on philosophy and kind of what disquiet can do, especially if somebody's there for a long time. Um, I mentioned Silent Hill specifically because I believe it's in the first edition. The fiction in, in the core book um, goes into Centralia mm. and what happened there in the coal fires. So it talks about. Maybe some things were the result of disquiet, or some things, a town, you know, a permitting thing comes to town, even if they don't stay very long, disquiet can still affect the town and make existing rivalries worse just by Uh, their presence. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I see
0: what you mean. So it's the catalyst for something, ancient secrets, or... or... There's other monsters there that get antagonized by its presence. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, that's kind of what I was
1: looking for for that analogy there.
0: Interesting. Um, okay, so we've mentioned the Centimani and Pandorans. So let's delve into a bit more about them. So, Pandorans are the result of failed attempts at creating a Promethean. So the yes. on the very final, you know, acts of imbuing this body with with the divine fire, essentially. Um, uh, it, I guess the, it kind of goes out of control, spasms, mutates. It's very body horror, falls apart, quivering masses of flesh that kind of just become little horrible creatures that hunger for Pyros. Uh, and... That's a bad thing because, A, they hunger for Pyros and they're going to get it from Prometheans. Uh, and, B, it's a bad thing because the very this very act failing is, is a failed milestone for a Promethean because creating another Promethean gets them along the pilgrimage. And then the scary thing is that these little creatures can essentially be hidden away and not appear like monsters because they go inert and they're, they're waiting for beings like Prometheans to be nearby so they awaken again to feed upon uh, Pyros and essentially start, you know, evolving further. Um, they See, are really I thought, body horror monsters. I, yeah.
2: thought, I thought the scary thing about them was the there but for the grace of God go I aspect.
1: That's the philosophical aspect of it very much is a there but for the grace of God go I especially if you're running it depending on where you're running it in the Chronicle, because you can have Prometheans wake up essentially next to a failed a failed one. You can next you can have a Pandoran in the vicinity that whoever created that Promethean, you know, that was a successful attempt, but there are other attempts by yeah. you and now they're waking up.
2: Yeah, you're you're try number seventeen and the other sixteen yeah. are, are in this, you know, in these oil drums over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
0: ugh. And uh yeah, I mean they they also also exude uh, a disquiet of causing fear and insanity in the or, in the re, you know, area around them. I really the thing where they get really gross, and I think some of these are new things, I can't remember if these were actually in first edition, the idea that they begin they can end up eating each other in their yes. urge to gain more pyros and coalesce and become uh, precipitati, which is basically just bigger, more sentient. More sentient, not fully sentient creatures. Sent- no, more yeah. cunning, bigger, more powerful, a lot more body horror going on there. And then sublimati is like the, the, the full-on evolution of these into creatures that actually have some cunning, some you could hold a potentially hold a conversation with why well, you'd want to, I have no idea. Um but I think the main thing is they are they are the representation of everything that goes wrong with being a Promethean. They are, you know, the the complete opposite. They are you know cha- they are complete chaos unleashed Or uh, uh, with respect to the alchemical process.
1: Speaking of chaos, you have the center after yeah. that which where- are giving themselves to that force of chaos, which is Flux. They're Prometheans, they're sentient, but they've given themselves over to just that chaotic urge. And they can't control Pandorans to a degree.
0: Yeah, that's and that's really scary. And I think that's <laughs> just where you... That takes the horror of Pandorans and the horror of a Promethean indulging in the chaos of how they can shape their body and, and do various things, and... In other words, di- gives it some direction, some some you know cunning plans. It's one thing to go, oh, we turn up in a town and you know the Pandorans wake up. It's another thing when you're really being properly chased by a Centimani and their little pack of ravenous beasts. That's kind of scary. I know that you could
1: easily become one of them. Yes. It's very difficult to get out of flux if you fall into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then other beings we can come across. Obviously there is, as we said in in the Chronicles of Darkness overview episode, there are all manner of of uh, ephemeral beings. You know, ghosts, uh, the angels of the god machine, uh, spirits, cryptids. And I think cryptids would make fun interactions with Prometheans because, again, they're kind of weird, the weirdness of them. Uh, but then there's alchemists that we can run into. So these are the very mortals who... Are learning to, or have created Prometheans in the past, or they're learning to do it, and of course they'd be very interested in <sighs> vivisection and <laughs> chopping up a Promethean and working out why they. yeah <laughs> uh I think that's it's as that's quite a simple, um, not not a simple, but I think there are an interesting antagonist that is because they're quite mortal, but the thing which makes them dangerous is their knowledge of how prim- of yes. what makes Prometheans tick. Uh, and then finally the things that are kind of like the angels of God Machine but are kind of not as well is um,
1: the, I really enjoy Kashmaleem because yeah. they're beings of that that are part and made out of ASOP, the that sort of divine fire that spark. But they're very much bound to their mission, whatever they were created for. By definition, they're eldritch beings. There's no sense of morality aside from what is on their mission and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And even if the in question, the end goal is to help the Promethean, they can do it by destruction as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one specifically that I wrote in that... The, the goal of it was to differentiate individuals from each other, uh, which you would think is a good thing, um, but they're very destructive and obsessive about it. So Kashmalim are just these wonderful, eldritch beings <laughs> um, that are really fun, especially if you're doing like road trip adventures. You can kind of bring in those call-outs to you know, Twin Peaks or welcome to night Vale or something kind of have those points of reference of just they're weird oh. <laughs> I love them they're great I
0: mean, like I mean cuz they are agents of change for the most part their mission is yes. to cause change in the world and I think that's where the fun of how they interact with say the infrastructure and the uh the the occult physics of the god machine yeah. interact quite well because I Feel the the God Machine feels to me much more static compared to the Divine Fire, so I think there's a lot of a lot of scope to really you know look at how those oh, yeah. elements in the world really interact. really play with each other. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Finally, we're going to do this quite quickly. Uh, who we can meet because crossover is of course really quite easy in Chronicles of Darkness. Um, so we're gonna go down the list of fun crossover bits that uh, we've got here. Um, so Prometheans with mummy, I think, is a, is an interesting one because, in some respects, I feel they're both created being beings because mummies can also, when they die, be like have their have a body made ready for their soul to go into, and they represent almost two opposite. Well, no, two two paths. To kind of the same endpoint. Prometheans are trying to become human, and a mummy is trying to remember that they were human and deal with eldritch entities, um, in which are the gods of the underworld and the duat. So I think there's a lot of interesting crossover there. Um, and possibly understanding how Sekem interacts with the world might be quite enlightening for a Promethean. I don't know, anyone else have some ideas on that one?
1: I think, oh. especially if they're in- encountering like uh, one Promethean encountering maybe a mummy, there's some very interesting crossover potential with that with them. And like you said, they're already kind of already animated from the dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Demon is really again looks at the whole trying to fake being a human, I guess, because they're both both definitely don't start out as humans uh, and demons can create patchwork identities, covers, by, you know, making pats with other people and taking bits of their souls, whereas a Promethean... So that's funny, because a Promethean's trying to to refine a soul, and a demon is nabbing little bits to patchwork over its own to go, I'm a human, really? Don't look at me, god machine. Trust me, I'm a human. Um, So I think that's that's really curious, but I think it also leads to some very... um, some antagonism because i don't know how a promethean would feel about knowing that demons are, are going about taking pe- bits of people's lives
1: you can get into some um. really interesting philosophical territory with a demon mm-hmm. and promethean crossover especially with static in change and how that might relate to the god machine hmm.
2: yeah what would the god machine and its angels think of prometheans or would it just not my circus not my monkey kind of thing
1: storyteller and it, it's something to really explore in those chronicles i think i think that would be a lot of fun personally
0: i think i i personally think that there's scope for that a god machine would likely find prometheans There, that i think that kind of like that bug in the code kind of problem yeah. like you're you're not expecting because they are part you know they are born from the divine fire which is raw change and chaos i don't think the god machine would respond very well to a promethean appearing and disquiet causing problems with the infrastructure that it's building up
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think yeah that's what i was thinking would would,
2: would the god machine send out angels to to get this guy out of town
3: yeah <laughs> now <laughs> i want a. <laughs> yeah now i want a promethean that's like a a god machine philosopher like trying to just like (laughs) research the god machine and figure out like what in the world is this and how can i connect it to a human soul and all of that's like that would be interesting Mm.
0: yeah i mean that gets really deep when you start adding in mages into that because of course how mages interact with the god machine is another huge question is the god machine part of the plan of the exarchs is it some other outer eldritch entity that is playing with the cage that the exarchs created um but Promethean, the interest, the really interesting thing with this is that because when a Promethean becomes human, they can potentially keep some of their abilities that they had as a Promethean, so that's, that's one thing that's already really curious, you could eventually become a human with some supernatural powers still but then, can a Promethean that's become human, awaken and become a mage, so that's a huge, huge huge <coughs> arc to play through <laughs> And what that means, I have no idea. What does the divine fire make of that? Like you I,
2: I think that Prometheans on a whole, those who succeed in in you know making it through all their down their, their path and become human, I think that they are more likely than anybody else to awaken. Yeah. Because they're they're already on this philosophical road. They're they're asking what does it mean to become human? What does it mean to be a human? And they keep if they just keep asking those questions, yeah, maybe. Eventually they'll get to one that, you know, wakes them up to the true nature of reality.
0: That poor sea of the Throne that thinks, Oh, I've got all of my counter magic, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> and the mage throws out, Well, hold on a minute, I've got this ability which is not which is all alchemical based and is still bound within my body and obviously lays a smack down using that somehow. That that's that's obviously awesome uh promethean and changelings. i'm not gonna feel bad for the seers of the throne no Sorry. i'm not no, <laughs> never they're ultra bastards we've already said they're ultra bastards um changelings um i think there's a lot of affinity between prometheans and changelings uh in the sense that i think a promethean would look at as a because a changing soul is like they've they've tried to gather it back whereas a promethean is obviously trying to create a soul And I don't think Prometheans, especially ones that are really looking to become human, would look favourably at all on True Fae or any changeling that works for them. I think Prometheans would quite happily beat the living crap out of the Huntsman. Um,
3: Mm, Also, the Fetch...
0: fetch, Yeah, I don't know who wrote that into it. Yeah, Fetchers seem quite similar to Prometheans, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: they they, they really are. They're they're the... uh the person, person, left behind when uh, a changeling is stolen and I would just I I would like to see, can they become a created, can they
1: they, I mean, maybe maybe I could definitely see a chronicle take that point up and be like well, maybe let's talk about this particular changeling and their fetch, that was meant to stand in their place, and let's is a fetch a created? Maybe the Prometheus. maybe there's a traveling Promethean that's really interested in this Mm. follows a fetch around i mean yeah like there's lots of kind of things you can do with that
0: could a fetch, by some means by some by some way of i don't know even just getting a very small drop of pyros in them begin start you know start their own internal crucible so they go from being sticks and twigs and leaves and starts becoming something more than that um, probably,
3: i
1: think that could be really fun
3: to, to play through That would definitely be fun to play through. I would love that. (laughs) Um, Vampires and beasts.
0: uh, I don't know about Prometheans. I think... I don't know how a Promethean would feel. That really depends. That
1: really depends.
0: (laughs) As we said, (sighs) vampirism is, is, you know, you're a husk of a soul, and you're now dead, in essence. And beasts are about, you know, what... Yeah, may, may well be talking about to Prometheans go, Why be human? Um, I think they both represent kind of warnings and uh are kind of potentially could be amazing antagonists as Prometheans find them repulsive. But at the same time, I think a Promethean talking to a uh vampires of the Ordo Dracul, who are also doing
1: alchemy of the soul. Yeah. I was gonna say it really depends. And if you have a lore I don't say a lore-based vampire, but if you have a if you have a vampire like the Order Drak, in the Order cool or one that is a lore hunter, basically, mm. that would be a valuable resource. But it could go either way of that resource could be very antagonistic. Um, or it could be a very valuable resource. It really depends on the rest of how, how that's set up.
2: Um, I I like to imagine a vampire chronicle where the Promethean's disquiet screws up the status quo that the vampires have all been very delicately maintaining <laughs> yeah. because the Promethean is to town, gone, and, and now, now I'm, I'm just pissed at that guy over there I'm going to go burn his shop to the ground <laughs> Done, no more subtlety Finally, finally The revolution
1: The and the favors And like blackmail that you get In a vampire game and then just have like a Promethean come to town and wrecking it Oh <laughs> man I could also see
3: I could also see Promethean Being like Once I turn human, I need to hide From those guys And <laughs> being like super pissed if they get Embraced, yeah. like just the most Spiteful vampire ever I (laughs) only (laughs) heard it.
0: Promethean and Geist, I think, is really interesting, because this goes back to the fact that Promethean's are very hard to kill, uh, can come back from the dead. Uh, At least, as as I say, in First Edition, it relates all to do with the rivers of death, and I feel there's an interesting play about with, especially, again, Sirens and Sinitas, and essentially what it means to die and come back. Uh, It may even relate to... You could get some really interesting things about a Promethean and the ghosts of the people that they've been made from, so that yes,
1: um, especially if you are playing an Olgan Promethean, yeah. there is definitely some fun things you could do with ghost. And of
0: course, Olgan allows you to have crossover with werewolf to do with yes, you know, animism and and spirits there. Um, and again, they're two two supernatural creatures that. Cause revulsion in humans, like werewolves, cause the lunacy in people when they go full, uh, you know, go full guru on people. Um, and then I've put finally here, like, ultimate power team. My ultimate power team of crossover is a, a siren promethean, a mecha vampire, a sin eater, a mummy, and a morris mage that <laughs> go full death, full death all the time. And they're just trying to explore what's it mean to go to be dead and come back. And you know, put them up against some really interesting like super team of antagonists like, you know, the gods of the duat. So go with um the what are they called? I can't remember what they're called the deceived and a Sentimani would be terrifying together. Uh and adding to that mix like a Kerberos from the underworld. Yeah. And some ghosts. That just sounds like a nightmare kind of scenario where you need that team to deal with it. Also,
2: I just think it'd be interesting for that that Assyrian on this power team to uh, learn about what it means to be alive by studying death.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially depending on, like, if you have a Gamaru's mage or... There's lots of things you can do there, and I'm really fond of those type of stories, but it really depends on how you want to do it.
0: And I think... I think there's a lot of mileage for, to see how Prometheans react to the um contagion from Contagion Chronicles because I think feel like that theme of contagion and the and the leftover kind of waste of the god machine becoming kind of like almost sentient or at least going out of control again yeah. feels rather anathema to the pilgrimage of a, of a Promethean and that idea of ref- refinement so I feel that's that's a really interesting kind of anchor point, maybe, for your for your Chronicle. And the last thing I've got on here, uh, the other kind of super team, is a Promethean who finds that band of hunters who by some means can deal with the disquiet, and so it means you do have kind of your Hulk amongst the Avengers kind of deal. <coughs> Depending upon which which group of um uh hunters you go for, because which one which one is it that's is it the I can't remember which hunter group it is that steals body, you know, bits and things from other supernatural creatures and grafts it onto their agents. Um, I don't remember that group, but that would also be really interesting um, crossover. I think we're running out of time, and I don't want to go on too long, so I'm not going to go into dark eras because again, Aww. there's lots. But <laughs> there are again, as always, go look at the dark eras books. There are um, some dark eras. Uh, story ideas there are specifically for Promethean, uh, like the Renaissance, I think there's definitely a Renaissance one for Promethean somewhere Uh, likewise there are going to be some dark areas that have crossover between certain factions, so you'll have Promethean maybe with Mage or Promethean with with Demon, Uh, but that's definitely worth uh, looking into. The one thing we didn't put on this list is Deviant Um, because I've not played Deviant yet and so I don't know it well enough, but again deviants are like on the run so they them on a road trip with prometheans prometheans are on a road trip because they can't stay anywhere a deviant's on the run because someone's chasing them that sounds like awesome
1: it could be the same person too
0: it could be an experiment
3: like it could be the same oh my gosh it sounds like it sounds like something from like cannonball run or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent uh have we covered anything, everything there's there any final comments that anyone would like to make about promethean because it's the one game I, it's one of the one of the games in Chronicles of science i've yet to play because as a long as a as the always storyteller with everything with any game i don't have time for all the games in the world so i haven't got around to running this one yet so um any final comments
2: no, no I think we covered everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As
1: always, I think we have brilliant. It is uh is on the storyteller's vault. It is open for storyteller community uh, community. Yes,
3: content.
0: yep. Yeah, as always. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, and I think actually, uh, speaking of that, I think there's the our our um secret frequency files. There's one which has got about the alchemist. Um johannes kunkel uh in berlin he is the the ghost with the ruby eyes he as a character in a historical setting might well be a very good demiurge for um for promethean so that could be something to look at um just as a as a plug for something that we've written anyway um so to finish up um capture where can they if the, if people want to know more about your work or what things can they
1: buy on the storytellers vault is there anything you would like to plug I don't have my Promethean outline yet. Um, I'm still refining that. Haha, ha, no pun intended. But I do have an exalted one-shot on there. Cool. Um, it's called an Island imbued, and it you're playing a bunch of dragon who are not exalted, and it's sort of a way to get people interested in that system. Uh, all exaltation on the table. So it's mostly something I made for my own convenience because trying to explain Exalted to people who had never played it, uh, played it <laughs> was a little bit more buy-in sometimes. I run it at convention shows. Um, Promethean is the one I was running, but it takes a little bit more time, um, as you were talking about before the session, so I'm still sort of refining that. Um, you can find my stuff on Storyteller's Vault, DM's Guild, Through, uh, for various companies. Most likely, um, it's Onyx Path, high-level games, and I did a short story in the Freeport setting with Green Ronin um, and Nisava Press. Cool. So that's where you can find me, or on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bunch of everything all at once. Um, so you'll see me talking about tabletop accessibility also. Along with a whole bunch of
0: other things, we will include all of that in the show notes when this episode goes out in a month's time on the podcast. So uh, it'll all be in there. Um, cool. And then finally, obviously, if you want to get in contact, darkdaysradio@gmail.com, Facebook Dark Days Radio, Instagram, uh, Instagram, and uh, Twitter at Dark Days Radio. You can find previous episodes of this and everything else on on uh, on on youtube as well you can find everything all the audio versions of this you will find the audio version of this all on uh, our on www.darker days.org, so the podcast. Uh, and then, of course, there's always our Discord where you can go there and continue the conversations there about these games, Cross of the Darkness, World of Darkness, and uh, any other horror RPGs and RPGs in general. Um, right, but I think that is pretty much everything. So, Capsule, thank you for leading us through this. Um, have someone that thank knows you. the game line or a lot. More experience of the game line than than I do for sure, uh, and uh, Chig and Crystal again. Thank you for co-hosting and helping with the notes and leading us through this this game. Which I feel, I feel it feels let My my take on it is it feels less intimidating than first edition, if that makes sense. I feel there's a lot yeah. more. Yep. yeah absolutely. I read,
1: yeah, I read first edition and then read second and i was just like oh now, I'm, now i see why they made some changes in second <laughs>
0: right
3: yeah it's
1: already a game that requires a little bit more buy-in and sort of parsing through it um and the changes in second edition i think really helped made it make it a little bit less intimidating yeah
0: yep. that's
2: also- quite a lot yes
0: Yeah. Great. Okay, well that's everything. So uh, we'll be back in a month's time and we definitely will be doing Werewolf then. So hopefully all things work out. I will have on uh, Chris Allen to talk about Werewolf the Forsaken because Werewolf is pretty cool. And again, second edition brought in loads of cool new stuff and we're going to chat about that. Um, But goodbye for now and uh, we'll see you in a month's time for that. Obviously stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast soon. So, bye-bye for now. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com